DJ Swift on the DJ Khaled, another bag, money bag, yo, another blessing, another meal. Got me a meal, then ran up another one Caught me a chain, and got me another one The ritual was plain, so I went and flooded one Been had to rape, bought my bitch a color new rose Side bitch calling, tripping, jealous about the other one Why? I said I won't go fuck no more her friends We're back <laughs> Dropping fucking bags Because that's what we do Getting SEC ready uh, While Everybody's running away from the SEC The Surly Horns podcast Running to the SEC RGB3, how you doing? I'm ready to drop more bags. Um, I'm actually mad that it's been this long since we dropped a bag. Um, Burn End's picture was way too long ago. It was just us young youths sitting inside the Hall of Champions taking pictures with Whataburger bags of cash with these guys that are hopeful. I think I might even made a bowl game joke in there like, oh, hopefully you don't miss a bowl game. Well, and I've grown a couple years since. <laughs> <laughs> P.S. We missed a fucking bowl game. Um, but guess what? We're still doing still paying players, still paying those guys, still going to do it next year and the year after. And because there were two people that were so popular by popular vote and demand, not performance based at all in any way, shape or form. Yep. We have started the Jules Winfield award. AKA the bad motherfucker award from Surly Horns and the first two recipients of the bad motherfucker award are going to be Xavier Worthy and Roshan Johnson for being bad motherfuckers. Not for your performance on the field, but for just being bad motherfuckers in general. It was voted on unanimously by posters on the board, not based on performance. Only people that feel that certain players are bad motherfuckers. And guess what? There are two bad motherfuckers on this team. Really, there are three. Bijan, we miss you. Um, we love you. But Roshan, Xavier, we fucking love you guys. Um, shout out Jatavian Sanders for um, us mentioning the bad motherfucker award and then immediately putting us in a group chat with Xavier Worthy. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was straight up telling him, no, no, just tell him in passing. And he had already inserted him into the group chat and i i sent that like as xavier's like introduction to the group chat was like don't even worry about it just tell them later on and then uh and then we ended uh... telling him that we're not gonna fuck him over like jeff ketchum and to tell him that he's an oatmeal cream pie puta to his (laughs) fucking face i i I started that i could not be in a group chat with Xavier Worthy after Jeff Ketchum broke a fucking NIL deal with Xavier Worthy, which per sources, ready for this? I'm, I'm going to pull my nine best 995-er. Um, there were other media outlets that had been asked by compliance if they were holding up their end of the deal, um, alluding to somebody who probably has some really big jiggly titties not holding up their end of the deal with Xavier worthy. So um, I'll let y'all put two and two together. Hit my DMS. If you would like to know the full story. (laughs) And um, so either way we have two bad motherfuckers that we are sponsoring with Surly Um, donations are still open. Um, We are still finding means to distribute these funds, but we can guarantee you every single cent will go to, Xavier Worthy and Roshan Johnson at your Surly Horns will be covering the processing fees 
Um, so we are everything that gets donated goes to the bad motherfuckers. And so. what are our what are our totals at currently? Uh, as as of right now, ten o'clock on Tuesday. Um, combined, so we have we have the slush fund, which is going to get kind of distributed equally, and that's for people who are not members of the board, don't have a hundred posts, or aren't part of the burnt ends or certifiably surly, which means tree fitty, um, because you know we we know your friends of the program for there. Um, the, you still have the option using the donate button to go to the NIL slush fund and the NIL slush fund will be dispersed every time we do a bad motherfucker award. So um, with that being said, uh, total right now, we are sitting a little bit over five grand between the both of them. Which um, what... earlier today, we were a little bit over 1300. Yeah. So <laughs> like this morning moving. Things have been moving because now that everybody realizes that you can pay bad motherfuckers, um, they choose to pay bad motherfuckers. So tell your friends that if they like bad motherfuckers, they should pay bad motherfuckers because that is exactly what we're doing at Surly Horns. And like I said, all the money's going directly to them. And you know, you might be you know, you might be asking, you know, I'm a Mac RGB three. Is five grand really that big of a difference? Well, um, we found out how much um, NIL money that players are actually getting paid, not just at the University of Texas, but overall. And yeah, um, it's significant, guys. People aren't paying these players, um, except for your friends at the Surly Horns podcast. Um, yeah, it turns out that um, the uh, all the reports that you're reading and all the data that you're getting from Open Doors is surprisingly correct. They're not getting shit. Fifty bucks. Yeah, the average the bucks. average guy is getting eighty three dollars per season. And we will guarantee we could if if we wanted right now in the next hour. So it is ten oh seven eleven thirty twenty twenty one. In the next hour, we could beat that average nil deal um, for every scholarship football player immediately. We could we could just give everybody a hundred bucks on the football team without even blinking. So we now, should just like right now, like we could just do it like uh, a a one time. Here you go. Here's a fucking bucks. great season. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, yeah. everybody tweet at Surly Horns. Don't even say anything, but at Surly Horns. At Surly Horns. That's all you got to do. Or yeah. everybody finds one giant non Texas non burnt orange jersey, and we could just give everybody a hundred bucks for it. That's how this works. Yeah. So the the thing I have to tell people about the the NIL and and I got on my soapbox on the board earlier today because it needed a soapbox and I'm gonna on, multi on multiple boards on, on multiple on two boards. boards inside Texas <laughs> got to experience my bullshit in in fucking full HD because um and guess what you surly listeners you're gonna get to experience I'm gonna have a two minute rant real quick um the only thing that y'all need to understand is. We know the NIL better than you. Stop bitching about it. We're doing things about it. And if you want to do something about it, fucking tell us. Because we can find a way to do something about it. If you have a problem with how the NIL has been handled, if you would like to see players get paid more, if you especially have money to pay those players, we have means to pay every single athlete at the University of Texas from the fucking walk-on rower 
all the way up to Bijan Robinson. Every single one of them. We could pay them as much money as you fucking want to give us. We have a great relationship with compliance because, number one, we know NIL law. Number two, we know what flies and what doesn't. And number three, we don't want to make money off of this. We that we do not want to make a dime. We are actively losing money and time, which is more precious than our money at this point, doing all this stuff because we want to win at football and other uta athletics that's i mean we already win at all the other sports but so like we got to fix football yeah because we already win it at all the other sports because chris beard i think you know every everything that we thought he was going to be um the gonzaga game is the sole loss on the schedule and timmy the gonzaga player it had his best like career game ever he just went off And it was right after the Kansas game. So it was double kick to the dick. Straight to the nuts. It was terrible. That was just absolutely awful. Besides that, we look great. He's he's cruising. We should just, you know, we could we could find a way to talk to Chris Beard in the next hour and we could just give every one of his players a thousand dollars for the NIL. So let's we should just do it. <laughs> um it's like sixteen grand. Right. We could do it. <laughs> um so now that we've got you all hot and bothered, um, we want to pass you over to uh, a really great uh, segment that we did with a graduating super duper senior. Yeah, COVID senior, I guess we can call it. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's no better representative for the university. If you um, haven't seen his message, um Go read it. Uh, I believe he tweeted it out uh, at Tope Amade. Uh, go check it out. It's a really great message that he kind of put put towards, um, you know, his time, not not only as a Longhorn, but, you know, even his future ideas um, for, you know, or future, I guess I want to call them dreams at this point um, for the staff and, and the uh, direction of the program. So go check it out um, at Tope Amade and enjoy his interview. We have a, a very special guest today on the Surly Horns podcast, the one, the only, Tope Amade. So welcome, uh, and everybody's really excited to hear what you have to say. Everybody is super appreciative that you were super, so, so appreciative of the program, and, and you really embodied over the, the last, what was it, six years, six, um, yeah. what it's like to, to be a Longhorn. So excited to have you on. Uh, thank you. It's nice to be here. Appreciate y'all for having me. Uh, let's just get to it. That sounds good, right. man. Well, the number one question that I have is, did you know about Jeff Banks monkey before the world found out about Jeff Banks monkey? <laughs> I, I did not know about the monkey. I found out when everybody else did. And I didn't believe it at first. I thought people were just trolling the coaches, whatever it was, but uh, it turned out to be true. It was pretty awkward at first, but <laughs> It was, it was pretty crazy. So obviously, obviously we have the burn ends deal. And so I'm sure you know a little bit about that, but um, none of the tight ends knew. So you're, you're, you weren't out of the loop. Literally, that was my favorite interview question of all time. And then that got stolen from me, um, you know, was, hey, do you know that Jeff Banks has a monkey? And then it came out and now the entire world knows. So uh, I like mm-hmm. to lead off with that. <laughs> Yeah, if the tight ends didn't know, then um, I didn't. Nobody else knew. So, and then Coach Banks is their coach. So, we found out when uh, I think we saw a video of Coach Banks' wife explaining it on Twitter, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, this is real, you know. 
like she was saying something like uh I'm like this is my this is this is her home she the the sign clearly says don't don't trespass and I was like oh shit this is real you know so <laughs> that's when we all that's when we all found out her name's monkey Gia so we can call her um by her you know I guess her legal name monkey and then and, yeah and and then it's hashtag um, the, free monkey Gia yeah oh and, man yeah yeah we we are we are 100% free monkey Gia fans here. We won't hear any Gia slander. We won't hear any pole assassin slander either. So um, that's a story for another time, but yeah. <laughs> Man. So, right, so uh, yeah. you're, you, we, we have like one of our favorite segments on the show and it's called the, the fat boy minute. Okay. Um, and we just talk about all kinds of food stuff. Uh, so we usually have like a topic that we go through um, and talk about it. I would assume that uh, for better or for worse, you, you probably really like food, right? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> really? So uh, we'll do this a little bit open-ended, but what's your favorite restaurant in, in the Austin area, right? Because uh, you, know, you, you can get pretty crazy when you say, what's your favorite restaurant ever? But like, uh, what's your what's your go-to in austin uh probably like i mean they just closed now so i'll go to a different a different uh, middle eastern place but they used to be called halal bros they closed down because they had like a fire but oh, yeah beef shawarma over rice is like, always a go-to and uh denzel put me on and then he put the rest of the team on it so yeah halal bros is pretty good have you and ever then, been to the one in new york city no i have original no oh, dude you gotta one one day you gotta take a, a trip to new york city and it like three or four in the morning you need to go to halal bros and <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. yeah like the the og one and it's so good right i mean it's, yeah, it's, i might have to i might have to um so for for me right personally my my go-to lately in austin has been this place called commodore downtown mm-hmm. i don't know if you've uh if you've ever been there it's it's kind of a like, I don't know, it's a fancy Mexican place. But uh, when we were in Arkansas, Rob had never had, uh, be, uh, the, what, are the, what do they call it? Um, what did we have, Rob? The, not beef tallow. The I don't beef, remember. Uh, I don't remember. Bones. Oh, yeah. Uh, beef marrow. Yeah. The, be- uh, the bone marrow. Yeah. Bone marrow. Yeah. So they have bone marrow tacos at, oh. at this place <laughs> that are just like outrageous. And so um, they're like every bit as good as that stuff that we had in Arkansas, uh, maybe even better. Uh, so Rob doesn't live in Austin. So I'm always and we, we haven't really done this since Rob's been kind of traveling back here more because of COVID stuff. But Rob, what's your favorite Austin place? So I like everything. Um I'm a big, my favorite pizza, Pint House Pizza, um, with the Electric Jellyfish IPA, and they have the Jalapeno Ranch. Don't lie. You, you like it because of the beer. Yeah, well, that's that's at least half of it. Um, and then I like, you know, I'm all the Austin staples. You know, I'm a wing guy, so Pluckers is obviously up there. Um, I actually like, uh, we used to live off of Slaughter, and uh, I like Crego's Pizza. Um, if y'all have ever had Crego's, it's fine pizza i guess i don't know it was like it was the closest place to us so and then um i like sushi zushi as well um i think i've talked about it before here um but that place is awesome and then of course i'm i'll be a basic bitch and i like matt's el rancho too that's my favorite oh, yeah. Derek, Derek loves matt's el rancho Derek kerstetter yep. awesome yeah that place yeah the uh yeah well I, 
it's it's we've we've done a lot of uh formulation of things at Matt. So that seems to be the those margaritas are magic, apparently. Our uh, uh council of the, the bacon juice is flowing. So. <laughs> yeah, the uh what's the what's the dip? The the Bob Armstrong. Bob Armstrong, yeah, the dip. That's so good. <laughs> uh all right, so Tell us a little bit about you, man. Um, tell us uh, what you what you're gonna do post football. Um, now that that kind of the football chapter of your life maybe isn't over, but at least the college football version is over. What's the plan um, for the next couple of months for you? Uh, well, I kind of started on YouTube uh, a couple of months ago, just trying to have this hobby going. I, I, I love superheroes. I love movies. I love Disney, I love anything Disney related. So um started this YouTube channel called The Heroes Playbook. Y'all please go subscribe. Um and I just go on and do team reactions to movies we watch, team reactions to trailers, whatever it may be. Uh and I just talk about movies there, you know, just go, you know, movies, TV shows, again, anything superhero related. So that's kind of like my hobby right now. Uh in terms of post football, like my career, I want to end up at Disney, like in terms of like just to do like a marketing deal there. Uh, so in, like in streaming services or whatever it may be. But people, people are like talking about like, you know, maybe he should go GA for Coach Flood or whatever, you know, but I'm not really, I don't know yet. You know, I'm just, you know, it's been like three, four, five days since we put our last game. So I'm still trying to figure everything out. Like I'm a normal guy now, right? So weird. <laughs> it's got to feel weird after, you know, because it's not just six years. You know, everybody thinks six years. Um, but before that, it was four years of high school. So you're looking at a decade plus middle school yeah. plus probably peewee. I mean, you're looking at a majority of your life, you know, you spent as, you know, I, I even for me, you know, after after high school football, it was a weird like, hey, you don't have to show up at practice and you don't need to be at training and you don't need to, you know, go see the trainer every day. It's it, it, it's it's a weird situation. And that's awesome that you've already kind of found a passion um yeah. you know i'm a big i'm a big are you a marvel guy or a star wars guy anything anything anybody with a cape or powers i i love it right so, i love it yeah uh who's your number one go-to superhero uh i'll just have to say iron man just because he's charismatic and he's a badass <laughs> he's like he knows he's good too right he knows he's a badass and like he's not afraid to tell anybody about it so yeah, you got to love the cockiness of a superhero. Yeah. I think that's a, I'm a Batman guy. I've always been a Batman guy. I like yeah. Spider-Man, you know, um, but yeah, I'm a huge Marvel guy. I've watched them all even. Yeah, I mean, Hawkeyes, I think the new episode comes out. Well, like, is it Friday releases? 2 a.m. Um, 2 a.m. today. Oh, 2 a.m. today. Uh, I, 2 a.m. tonight. Not, yeah. yeah, Wednesdays. So I am uh all right, I'm just gonna set my alarm for like 1 30. <laughs> and just yeah, so hopefully it's been good so far. Yeah, yeah, it has been right. So I'm I'm looking forward to what Disney has has in store in the future. Uh, so yeah, I'm thinking about doing like live stream shows. Like whenever Hawkeye drops, like I'd be up at two a.m. with my subscribers. I'm on my YouTube channel, just kind of watch it with them. Nice. Uh, so stuff like that, right? So uh, I'm very passionate about it, and it's something I want to do. Hopefully, get monetized pretty soon. So we'll see. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, just keep working at it. That's the only, you know, um, us us surly podcasters here have uh, taken a while to get monetized. It's just been man. normally two guys ranting into a microphone until Manscaped figured out we were too hairy. Go shout out, you know, shout out Manscaped, Surly Horns. I don't even know if our promo code works anymore, but try to use it. So, um. uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I listen to you guys and I don't 
it's not that I'm against superheroes or anything, but I just like never got into either Marvel or DC. Right. I, I understand the differences in the universe, but I couldn't tell you if you just listed like 10, I couldn't tell you which which universe they belong to. But All right. I, so I, I do have a favorite hero, right? I, I, I'm a big Goku guy from like Dragon Ball Z. I'm like yeah. in the Dragon Ball Z universe, right? I can oh, tell yes, you all yeah. kinds of shit about Dragon Ball Z. And I see that I never got into that. I've I've always been a superhero guy. Like any, I think I I don't know if there's a superhero movie that I haven't watched. Like besides, like mm, you know, yeah. you know, some of the crappier like little ones. Like I don't think I've seen like the Green Hornet, but like I've seen never even Hamburg. seen Guardians of the Galaxy. You haven't, haven't seen it. You Guardians of the Galaxy is probably my favorite Marvel movie of all time. It's nice. Never seen it. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go ahead and kick I'm a Mac out of here. And this is just going to be the Tope and RGB3 podcast for the rest of the show. We're just going to talk superheroes because uh, that's absolutely my shit. Uh, are, you a, are you a Star Wars guy too? No, I, I'm not. But Jake Majors is. He's, he's trying to get me into that. So, again, Disney bought Lucasfilm, which is Star Wars, you know, over a decade ago. So... Uh, for me to kind of, I, I say I love everything Disney, but I never got into Star Wars, so oh, I'm gonna try and next? get into that here. Pretty I soon. know you're on the Disney Plus app, so all you got to do yes. is scroll over like two sections over, and you go from Marvel to Star Wars, and right. you're in both of my universes at that point. True. <laughs> so, oh, what's yeah. your favorite Marvel movie of all time? Uh, it'd be fucking stupid for me to say like Infinity War, Endgame, or anything like that. But... Eh, it's okay. You could be basic. We're a basic podcast. I would probably say Guardians is my number one, and then it'd probably be Endgame my number two. It's a hundred out of a hundred for me. I w- I would go Far From Home. Far From Home is awesome. Yeah, like Spider Man is probably the most iconic hero, other than Superman and Batman. And this this just stuff in that movie just you know it just felt right. You know I I just went went in happy left happy even more happy oh, yeah. so uh yeah and then uh no way home comes out december <clears throat> december 17th so like 18 days i already got my midnight yeah. tickets i'm, yes, I'm that, is frodo still is frodo still doing spider-man yes yeah it comes out it comes out next month or tomorrow whatever because tomorrow's december 1st but uh yeah Tobey Maguire is going to be in it Andrew Garfield Tom Holland all three Spider-Man so hey no spoilers they've been they've been shown that in the in the in the previews yet even though everybody in the world knows it's coming exactly I mean they they showed like all the villains getting like they're all the villains are back it's like okay we know where this is going you can't bring back Doc Doc Ock and and, and Electro without bringing you know their respective Spider-Man right so he uh, even said like one of the things it was like you're not my Peter and it's like okay okay Sure, buddy. Like we know where this is going. (laughs) I love, I love Far From Home though. The visual effects in Far From Home were incredible. I saw it in IMAX, and that the scene where where Mysterio is in like the the giant office building or whatever, and then eventually Spider Man gets hit by the train. That that was one of the greatest scenes I've ever seen in my life. They were amazing. It was so good. Uh, So, are you done? In are are you like wrapping up finals in December, and then you're done? Done. Well, um, or are just, you are you just waiting to walk because you're already uh, done? I still have class up until summer 2022. Okay, fall 2022. But my class is asynchronous and it, I do it at my own pace. So nice. I'm done, I've been done for the semester for a while now. So that's awesome. It, I, I, don't you have like 32 degrees or something crazy like uh, that? No, I wish, man. I wish. <laughs> yeah, three. 
three. That's I awesome. Three degrees. My so I have a bachelor's, like my undergrad in corporate communication, my master's in marketing, and then I get my second master's in sport management. My girlfriend, uh, she we when I graduated when I graduated with my, with my master's in marketing, she graduated with her uh, doctorate in audiology. So we graduated at the same time. Uh, so it's pretty cool. We get, we got to celebrate that together. And between the two of us, we have about five degrees. So <laughs> that's that's four more than I got. So congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thank you. No, and McCombs, you know, you're a McCombs guy. That 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 means something different too. You know, especially getting out there in the world. Um, yeah, you know, but, you know, making your own superheroes eventually. You could be Iron I Man. Don't, I don't see myself doing being like a freaking suit and tie you know ceo meetings and bullshit like i like to have fun i like to i love what i do i like to love what i do so you know working at marvel working at pixar that'd be that'd be pretty awesome but i don't see myself going to all these executive meetings and bullshit and you know yeah that's that's not me like i'm outgoing i like to i hate being formal you know like i was like being me right so uh all the mccomb stuff isn't cut isn't isn't what it's cut out to be, right? So people have this perception of like, you know, Wall Street and then bullshit and like, no, dude, that's not me. I'm far from that. Hey, far from home, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. You know, and it, it, especially, you know, as you know, as you're about to move on to the professional world, I was in the same kind of position where you were, where it's just like, oh, I just want to be me and I'm, I'm just going to wear my gym shorts everywhere. And then, and then after a while, it's like, I like money and I want to do yeah. <laughs> things to get me money. So, and Hey, if you get Marvel or Pixar, yeah, you'll, you'll either way you'll be making money. So appreciate it, man. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. That was good. So do you like to travel much? Um, uh, I'm going to start traveling. The only traveling I did was, was for away games, right? So, yeah. Oh, Waco, gonna, fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? So West Virginia, Iowa State. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's hey, you got to go right. to Vietnam with us. That was good. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking forward to taking actual trips and spending time uh, with my girlfriend and just having fun and doing just doing what we do, right? So um I was thinking about Colorado. I've always wanted to go to um, to Boston and see some historical stuff. Uh, you know, Utah, maybe. Who knows, right? So, uh, just finally free, right? And I'm just, yeah. I just want to experience everything. That's awesome. No more, yeah. yeah. No more, no more morning lifts or anything like that. You can just go yeah. out and enjoy your time. No more piss. No more piss chart tests. Yeah. No <laughs> more piss. <laughs> <chart>. <laughs> that ended with Coach Herman, man. That, that yeah. Ended, yeah. That that was. That was a 2017 and 2018 was, was a tough year. So, you know, you know, not to bring it fully into football, but you know, what was your life like, you know, in between the transitions, obviously you started as a Charlie guy, right. Um, And then moving from Charlie to Herman and now to Sark, what what were those kind of transitions like for you? I remember when Coach Strong got fired, like all the freshman class got together and in the dorm, one of the dorm study rooms and we're just talking about shit and, it's like, you know, what do we do? Like, do we transfer? Where do we go? Like, what's going on? What's going to happen? Uh, nothing really came of it. Like, <clears throat> Jordan Elliott left, transferred. Gene transferred. Chris Daniels transferred. Uh, then, little by little, throughout the years, at part of the 2016 class transferred until it was 2020, where it was just me, Denzel, and Chris Brown. Uh, Chris yeah. Brown left. And then this year, it was just me and Denzel, right? It's so, crazy. It, was, it was pretty crazy uh, when Coach Strong got fired 
Then when Herman got fired, I mean, it was only me and Denzel left, right? So we didn't really care. We were really used to it. But the rest of the team, um, that's their first coaching change. And uh, I guess something. <laughs> <laughs> or you like the, that, what's that movie the, that, that was on Netflix where uh, he like looks over and he's like, first time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like James Franco. James Franco. <laughs> yeah, James Franco. Yeah. First time. Yeah. So, first time. <laughs> me and Denzel were just chilling. Like everybody else was. Like, you know, what's going to happen? Like, who tra- like, I mean, just always just like, it is what it is, you know? And some guys transferred, like, uh, to Quentin Jackson, and uh, I don't know who else left. I didn't, it hasn't even crossed my mind, but I mean, though, like, we we're already used to it, so we didn't really care. So, just another guy, but this guy happened to be a different guy, you know? So, Coach Stark, he's the man. Coach Flood, he's the man. So, um, yeah, it was nothing we weren't used to. Yeah, it's a uh, but what like from a life perspective, right? I, I feel like um, there's di- way different. You know, there's obviously football, and football is practice and weights and you know everything around football during season. But how much different was like actual life outside of football in those three different staffing regimes that you went through, or was like, it? What do you mean? Like, why? like, like, coaching there, styles. It, yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, no. like, outside of football, like, entirely. So, like, what was it more locked down with one versus the other, or like, w- were there any freedoms? Were they like, hey, you guys can't go out? No, I remember at, at some point during Herman's thing, was it like Twitter? They were like, you can't fucking be on Twitter. Oh, they they blew it with that stuff, like, oh man, yeah. Like, uh, so in terms of freedoms, it was. Everybody was free with Coach Strong. You do whatever you wanted to do. Uh, Herman, it was like a color chart. It was like <laughs> crimson. You're if you're in crimson, you stay on on campus. If you're on green, you had the option to stay on campus. You had to discuss with your coach and the strength coach to approve you to live off campus. In gold, you didn't have to stay on campus. And then in gold, you didn't have mandatory tutoring. You didn't have mandatory hours to do this. It was like you're on your own. You're responsible. You achieved it. You, you can do what you want to do. Um, and then uh, Sark is like kind of like in the middle. Like he's still, it's still a meritocracy with Sark. You, you get what you earn, right? And that's I, I like this system better. And um, the whole Twitter bullcrap, like, dude, that's pissing me off. Like, uh, apparently, like <clears throat> they got the idea. I guess uh, I, I know Sam was friends was friends with Trevor Lawrence, and uh, Trevor Lawrence was like. Uh, I guess Clemson, they did a, they did a thing where like they, they get off social media and like, if you get off social media, like your, your team will play better and this and that. And yeah, I guess Clemson won the Natty that year or, or the year prior. So we got, we got off social media for that entire season. And um, <laughs> I'd have a burner. <laughs> yeah. And then that was, that was, that was, I'm sure everybody had burners. <laughs> yeah. So we, we lost the game. We we're just like, y'all, like, this is this is our first Alamo Bowl 2019. So we're just like, what was the point, right? And even even the first time I tweeted, I tweeted November 2019 because I, I got first team academic All Big 12. They told me like the leadership on that team told me to told me to delete it. I'm just like, it's, it's, an, it's an academic accomplishment. Yeah, that's I'm like what you're supposed to share. Like yeah. it's it's yeah, that's save it for LinkedIn, bro. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I was like, man, this sucks. Like, like we already lost about three, four, three, four games up until that point. It's like Twitter isn't the issue. Like, 
let's focus on football. Like Twitter is not the issue. You know, every every athlete, I don't care what anybody says, that Clemson team, they say they were, they were off social media. Some guys would still go on Twitter and like scroll through stuff. And you know what I'm saying? Like nobody's just going to stay off social media. Like in this day and age with these, with these uh, we're like millennials, Gen X, whatever you want to call it, like they can't live without their phone. So for them to say they weren't on their phone at all, like this bullshit, right? So yeah, but it's pointless. So too. it's funny because was when we went to college, uh, Facebook had just like come out, right? Yeah. So we'd like pre, I, I don't know, my, like my freshman year really is like when you had to have like a a .edu address, and it was like nothing was in your feed. It was it was basically just a MySpace ripoff for college kids. Yeah. And just to see like how far shit has come. And and when we were in school, right, it was it was kind of around the time where Texas was you know, fucking insane, right? Is yeah, oh five oh nine. Um, so it was crazy. And there's just a lot of shit that it would have been really bad if social media existed back then, right? Yeah, yeah. because it everybody just yeah, everybody would have just everybody's shit is on blast constantly because you have everybody running around with a fucking supercomputer in their pocket that has like 100% full live streaming access to the entire world. Yeah. So you just can't like do anything. Nobody would have wanted to hear what I had to say about Blake Gideon dropping that pat interception. So yeah, Yeah. I heard, I heard heard about that like two, three weeks ago. Like I was like, damn, because Gideon was like hated like that. Like he's a great guy. Right. So then I did my research and saw the tech game and, you know, the Texas fans, they blow it sometimes. Like they kind of yeah. go a little bit overboard. Oh, yeah. uh, You're talking to two of them, but <laughs> I don't know about it. I don't yeah. know. I, but it's I, easy. I've stayed, I've stayed pretty, uh, I don't know. I've been pretty pissed off, but I don't think <laughs> it's the wrong things. No, I mean, uh, I think, I think that's part of growing up too is I'm like, I thank God that my Motorola Razor didn't have Twitter on it because I would have said some dumb bullshit. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, just that that adolescent age of between exactly. like exactly it's just you learning know, like high school it. it's 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 yeah I wish I, I'm happy I didn't have Twitter either so I have to go back and like scrub my tweets when I got to college that's oh dude I straight up fucking ban people that like one of our rules is to like don't tweet at recruits yeah. or really players um I think people don't really do the, the players thing but like people like. All of a sudden, come to like, UT. oh yeah, come to Texas, yeah, fucking yeah. What are you thinking? And it's like, dude, do not fucking tweet. Yeah, fucking kids. It's like Don't this sixteen-year-old's gonna make his decision on where to go to college because uh, Hook'em Horn Lover four twenty sixty nine said, "Hey, come to UT." Like that's <laughs> yeah. gonna make a fucking difference. <laughs> people like I don't know. I, I guess people take their frustrations out on recruits sometimes when we let's say we lose a game, like. And the recruit commits elsewhere. They're like, "Damn, fuck him. We didn't need him anyways. We got the, you know, like it's just, you know, Texas fans or something else, you know. It's stupid. Uh, I love them, but not, then again, it's like, uh, you know. At least they're not so, Aggies. So, so uh, yeah. True, true. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw Calzada was like, all you motherfuckers can suck yeah, my Yeah, he said, suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Cal, who's Cal? Who's Calzada? The uh, their quarterback. quarterback. After they lost to LSU, their their starting quarterback uh, just put a big old Instagram. I don't know if it was live or it was just an Instagram story, and it was just like all you motherfuckers could suck my dick. <laughs> Damn, 
Yeah, because I hey, I guess he was. Getting oh no, a lot of they hate. were lighting him up. They were like, they were, they were like totally blaming him. For and it wasn't even his like, fault. You know, it wasn't even yeah. his fault. Anyway, um, so you know, on the topic of social media, but getting away from like all this football bullshit, you said YouTube, right? You've got a YouTube. You started doing that. How yeah. did you, um, like number one? How did you get into YouTube? Was it just like watching? And then because you're kind of you know, I guess technically a YouTuber now. Yeah. Um, who who are some of the people that you kind of looked towards to say, hey, I want my channel to to kind of grow like this or be like that? Because you you have to almost like a musician, right? Musicians yeah. have influences from the the artists, and YouTubers have right their own style of editing, their own style of video, um, all of that stuff. So who who are your main influences on that YouTube side? Uh, so first of all, uh, Kevin Washington, our director of player development, he's the one that kind of got me started on YouTube. I wish I would have started during quarantine when all that COVID stuff started happening because people had no other choice but to be on their phone. So they'd have no choice but to watch my content and get engaged. Right. But in terms of people who I try to like replicate my channel over, like you can't just replicate, right. You always have to be, you also have to be like unique and, and, and unique to yourself and true to who you are. So I'm a student athlete. That's why or I was a former student athlete, I was, so I call it the hero's playbook. So I'm giving people a play-by-play of all things superhero related, right? So my hope is to get some student athletes on there and have a have a segment called Origin Stories where I bring in like, let's say Byron Murphy or Xavier Worthy and talk about, okay, what's your origin story? Who are you? Where are you from? You know, what got you playing football? Uh, Y-U-T, what was your, your, your biggest obstacle? And, you know, ask if you can pick one trait about yourself and, you know, what would be your favorite superpower or whatever it may be, right? Kind of so y'all can get to know them as well as younger kids who are trying to play D1 football, you know, get an insight on, you know, what it, what it takes, right? So uh, I'll call that segment origin stories. But in terms of people who are trying to replicate my channel over, there's this one guy called Soups, uh, Matt Ramos. He, uh, he's like, He's the guy that yells a lot. I see him. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. He yells a lot. Oh, my God. It's so oh, yes, Yeah. I yeah. know it. <laughs> so he, I, I try to replicate my channel over him. Uh, Cosmic Wonder, Everything Always, Grace Randolph. You know, they, they, all, they all cover movies. Uh, Mama's Geeky. Um, I'm sure there's others, too, I'm not mentioning. But all they do is cover superheroes. 100%. And with me, like, I'm, I'm going to be more diverse. We're like, it's not just superheroes. It's like, you know, Pixar movies because they have their their own heroes in those movies as well. You have, you know, they're making a Percy Jackson TV show on Disney Plus. So, like, every, like, anybody who follows that hero's journey where they, you know, go on a quest and come back transformed is kind of who I want to cover on, on my YouTube channel, right? So, uh, it's kind of, I, I started about three or four months ago. I have about five. 450 subscribers on my way to 500 and now i'm on tiktok now i'm trying to it's easy to go to go viral on tiktok so i'm on there posting content so like it'll bring more views and stuff to my channel so yeah there you go that's awesome so, so yeah, i just meant- saw this excel this miss excel i just read some article about her on the verge and apparently she has like a million tiktok followers and all she does is like stupid dance videos and then like above it she like does like little tips and tricks for excel and then and then links her 
uh, Excel tutorial series that costs $300 or whatever. Wow. And, and apparently she's now making sometimes that's not like every day, but she has like, sometimes she has six figure days. Me too. I started, I started in OnlyFans and my OnlyFans get six figures every day. So, Uh, okay. (laughs) Oh yeah. Tope, are you excited? Now you can do OnlyFans because you're not restricted by the NIL rules. Congratulations. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's not, that's not me. I mean, hey, but you got another, you got a new subscriber for the, the, the Heroes Playbook. I will not be subscribing to your, your OnlyFans. So, thank you. Thank you. Um, so you mentioned your favorite question being what would be your origin story, your superpower? What would be your yeah. number one go-to superpower? Uh, me personally, super speed. Super, nice. Super speed. I, I guess I as an offensive lineman, I, you're not used I, to that. <laughs> offensive lineman don't get it, so I need that stuff, you know? So, For me, uh, I would choose Batman's of being a billionaire would be my okay. <laughs> would Nothing be my superpower. Super <laughs> Just be stupid fucking rich. <laughs> yeah, low key. I mean, yeah. What kind of? What better superpower than just to buy anything you want, right? Yeah, so, I wouldn't help anybody. I would just be a billionaire, and that's my superpower. <laughs> yeah, Bat- Batman. He he he's uh he's goaded for that. <laughs> being able to have money and stuff. That's it doesn't get better than that. Uh, I do the like invisibility thing. I'm a creep. Yeah, I was about oh. to say that's <laughs> that sounds creepy. Oh man. No. Uh, yeah, but just being able to be a fly on the wall, either you know, invisibility or like the Reading fly lines. on the wall, right? Reading so like Maui. You you said you like Pixar movies. So yeah. um are, are you a big fan of Moana? Moana, yeah. That's pretty cool. Moana. I've, I've watched Moana like 77 times this year because I have Shit. a two-year-old. Oh, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Frozen in our house. You know, let it We go. just watched. I just yeah. like bailed on Frozen to come like talk out here. Um, <laughs> that's It's crazy. Like I think about it, like Frozen came out eight years ago. I was a sophomore in high school. Then Moana came out my freshman year with Coach Strong. So it's crazy how time flies, right? So it's it's insane, but... I haven't watched the last Pixar movie I watched was probably Incredibles two a couple of years ago when that came out. But Pixar they're they're coming out with some, some with some good stuff, so I'm looking forward to what they got. I didn't realize uh, Toy Story came out in 1994. Yeah, before Crazy. I was born. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I guess I was yeah I was six. So yeah, wow. I, I can't believe that the, like Toy Story if you watch it now it's held up like surprisingly well. Oh yeah. It is surprisingly still very good. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't look like, you know, some of the older animation, like stuff that was coming out around then was like super doo yeah. but toy story still holds up pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and now you'll still catch my adult ass, go watch, you know, toy story four when toy story five comes out. I'll be there. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I got a kid. They, they're not invited. I got, yeah, both my kids. <laughs> this is watching, for me. Daddy's watching this one by himself. I'm going to get my own popcorn. Y'all stay here. Daddy's got to watch Toy Story 5. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. All right. Respect, though. Respect. Like, even, even <laughs> me, like, I want to go watch, like, Wreck-It Ralph. I watched Wreck-It Ralph by myself. Like, that was, like, two years ago. I watched Wreck-It Ralph and moved theaters by myself. Like, I just enjoy those type of movies. Like, I don't care what the fuck anybody says. Like, Y'all told me you big as hell. You watching Pixar? I I do not care. Like, let's just feel good stuff. I love talking about it. And then like, D- Disney is a multi-billion-dollar company. Like, 
And for me to have the success I do academically, like when they come back and like, oh, Tope, tell us about yourself. And they look back and and they vet me and see that I have been supporting Disney since I was, you know, how, however many years old, like it's just easy to hire for them. So I'm not ashamed of it. I'm proud of it. I talk about it all the time to everybody. So, you know, it is what it is. Pixar, Pixar Marvel, I love it. A good movie is a good movie, no matter what, you know, no matter what it is. That's all that matters. If you enjoy it, uh, enjoy it. So um, you're a big guy, right? Besides the the weight, right? You're a big guy just in general. Yeah. Um, I know uh, and I've known personally uh, a lot of people that either play D1 or D2 ball and then they finish up. And one of the first things that really happens after the first year or maybe even two after they stop playing is like a major body transformation. They yeah. either, right. It's one way or the other. I, I never know anybody that stayed like the same. Um, they either get real big or they, they slim up almost to the point where it's like, God damn dude. Like what were you doing as a lineman? You should have been a linebacker. Um, I will, I will be Joe Thomas. Now. Oh yeah. man. You're going straight on the diet right after. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not now that I'm not, yeah, you know, constantly running and doing all this other stuff. Like I won't eat as much. And then, I just work out on my own. So uh, I will not, I'm not walking around 340 for the rest of my life. So I'm hoping to be down to at least 290, 280 next year and then just keep chipping away after that. But 340, now I'm good, man. I'll, I'm going to get off of that. Yeah. Shit, shit your ankles and fucking knees. And <laughs> yeah. That's, that's not, that's not me at all. So that's a, uh, well, and, and I'm sure if you're going to start traveling a bunch, right? Sitting in plane seats and cars and yeah, stuff it, it's is uh, already been it's already been bad. It's already been bad. So uh I, I had to go to a wedding in June of this year and we had we sat in coach and fuck me, like that's the longest plane ride ever. The longest plane ride ever. And uh it sucked because again, like my knees were freaking, you know, smashing up against the freaking the seat. So uh <clears throat> that sucked, but from now on, I'll just like pay extra to be first class or whatever. So, have you I seen? Uh, have you seen uh, Half Thor Bjornsson and his uh, like whole transformation? He's the the strong man guy. Oh no, he's uh, the mountain oh, so in Game of Thrones. If yeah, yeah. <coughs> you ever watched Game, Game of Thrones, Thrones? yeah, yeah uh, no, I haven't. But I, oh, I, heard, okay. I heard of the guy. He who's that? He came to UT. He was at UT uh, two and a half years ago, 20, summer twenty nineteen. Uh, I don't know what I think it was training downstairs and like where our, our, where our Olympic athletes train. Mm. Some guys took pictures with them and stuff, but yeah, he he, he was here on campus a couple of years back. Yeah, was so that guy point? has has gotten right. He he's out of the strongman game because he he like dominated for like two years or whatever. Yeah. He's like the world's strongest man, and he's uh twenty eight maybe. He's not thirty yet, right? So he's still young guy. Um, relative and and he said the same thing man he was like this is him now yeah this is him now and this was Um, him but he was like wow but he was like dude i couldn't do anything it was like i was i was too big to go anywhere i was too big to do anything it was super uncomfortable um and now look at it right yeah and he's still uh, fucking jacked an absolute animal speaking of absolute animals um, have you got to hang out with Mark Henry? Uh, yeah, my freshman year, he gave us tickets. He gave the O line tickets to go watch Monday Night Raw. Nice. Uh, we went to his house yeah. that same year. He has a uh, he he had a mansion in Austin. I'm sure he moved, but he's a big fan of UT. He's real close friend, uh, close friends with P Hud, Patrick Hudson. 
so yeah, like he he fed us, he got us food sometimes, uh, invited us over, uh, and yeah, just gave us tickets to Monday Night Raw. So it was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, he actually has a son that's uh, about to be a big time recruit. Um, really? For, yeah, for, I think I, I met his son and daughter before, but I didn't know his son played football. Yeah, I think he's a defensive tackle. Um, really? Yeah, coming up. So I can't imagine that he's not a horn lock if he's good enough. But what, I mean, what's his name? I, I I don't even know his name. Now I now I got to look it up. No, nah, it's uh. So you can just text me later if you want. <laughs> yeah, for talk. sure. Uh, Jacob so, Henry. That's awesome. Looks like are you uh, um, are you a big sports fan? Right outside of playing sports, do you yeah, I, follow I don't watch sports much, outside I don't of football or anything? Yeah, I, I don't watch much of NFL. Uh, probably basketball when it comes to playoffs. Mainly college football. Like I love college football. It's more interesting than NFL ever will be. Uh, yeah, it's. I don't really watch sports like that. Again, like I try and distance myself away from the sport I play and just try to put my effort and, and time and energy into different things. For example, my YouTube channel, right? So, uh, YouTube, creating content, TikTok, whatever it may be, right? So, I, I just don't want to like. I play football on a daily basis. And the last thing I want to do is watch it on my day off, right? Exactly. Uh, so that's kind of where my head's, my mindset's at. Well, I don't like pro. I mean, I, I, it, it's, it's incredible to watch how freakishly athletic some of these guys. Right, every play is just like crazy with yeah. those guys, and that's cool to watch in the NFL. But for me, I just like I, there's nothing really that, that that's a draw for me in, in pro, really pro sports in general. Um, and yeah, I'm the same way. College football is like the only thing I, I pretty much like, but I'm real into college football. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> if you can't tell, we have a podcast, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have a yeah. super big website about it. Um, awesome. Well, uh, anything else you want to you know, touch on or talk about? Let the world know what's up. Uh, well, just it's cool, y'all got to know me. Uh, I'm speaking of long coordination right now. It's cool y'all got to know me. Uh, I'll try and get more of my teammates on here uh, so you, you can get to know them as well. Uh, I appreciate y'all for the support this season, even though it didn't go the way we wanted to. But uh, just continue to support us on and off the field. Uh, support the guys uh, who, who are going to be playing next season, even though I'm going to be a fan myself. Support me and my YouTube channel at the Heroes Playbook. You know, support us off the field even when we're done with football, right? We, we need y'all support throughout life. And Y'all, y'all were there with us, and you know we're, we're a long points for life. So continue to support us on and off the field, and I just appreciate you guys. Thank you. Absolutely, and we appreciate you. You know, you spent six years here at the university. You know, doing everything you can for it, and you know, you had every reason to you know give up and leave. You had a reason to leave when Charlie left. You had a reason to leave when Herman left, and you stuck it out. Um, and that's that's all we can ask for is you know a Longhorn Nation and a Longhorn fan base is for players like you to give your all for the university and and what you know we're here um to 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 fully support and you know a guy a, a guy like yourself you know we can't wish you more um in your you know future endeavors and i know you know anything you do in the future longhorn nation will be behind you thank so. you so much man it means a lot hook them yeah hook them hook them we hope you enjoyed that interview tope super fun to talk to him uh really really great message there at the end and uh right you heard it from him support the current and former players however you can um, because they put everything on the line for the fans, for the university, for everybody. 
for as long as they were here. Um, yep. Six years anyway. he gave his program. I mean, six years. It's He had every, like I said in the interview, he had every reason to leave and he stuck it out. And, you know, the, and kudos for him. He's going to end up with three fucking degrees, the Macomb School of Business. He's going to go, you know, wherever the fuck he wants to life, wants in life. I mean, he's a superhero fan. And, I mean, the, he could turn into a real fucking superhero for, you know, not just the university, but, you know, his community at large. Uh, all right. Switching gears, uh, you know, we haven't we haven't talked to our dear listeners since, since the we've since missed the you Iowa guys. State game. I hope you know since the Baylor game, much. right? Since the yeah. Baylor game, yeah. After the Baylor game, we made fun of Dicker's fake punt, and then you never heard from us again. But we're back. Yeah, folks. it was too much. It was too much. I don't think we had anything that we could have said. Every it was a, it was a bad time. It was a bad it was a bad time. Uh, one of the good time humor. was was a bad time. So we're going to very quickly recap um, what's happened since then. Iowa State, <laughs> Iowa State, gorilla boofing, gorilla uh, boofers. Yep, for for Iowa State, they win. Uh, then after Iowa State, um, we think, well, fuck, right? At least we'll get back to our winning ways because we got our bye week. Kansas fucking sucks balls. They might be worse than rice. Um, there's no way in hell. And you know what I told myself is I told myself I have to get out to a surly tailgate. It's hard for me. You know, two young kids, you know, Saturdays, you know, I get to watch every game, but it's it's tough to get, you know, get up to Austin, do the whole ordeal. It's a full day event. Usually I'm going to stay the night because I'm going to get absolutely fucking sloshed. No way am I going to come back the same day. So, you know, I said I'm going to at least I want to see a win. I want to see a win. I'm going to go up to the fucking Kansas game. Perfect timing. I gr- I drive my happy ass up. I park at I'm at Max house, which is in butt fucking Egypt and pray to God that I can get an Uber to the game. I got there at like four o'clock. Um, we're getting slosh at the tailgate, having a grand old time. Shout out everybody that, that I met at the tailgate, met some really awesome people. Uh, Nicole, Jesus, sweat duck, uh, Cowtown horn, Love you guys. Uh, appreciate you all for being listeners and awesome surly posters. Um, we had a fun ass time. And then I went into the game and things got bad. Things got real bad. And then you came out at halftime and uh, things got worse. I ranted on a microphone at our tailgate for a good <laughs> 10 minutes. I made a baby cry. I made a baby cry because I went on a uh, rant um, that nobody else needs to hear. And. Yeah. So the end result of that uh, was obviously a fucking insane loss. But Cade uh, cut an awesome touchdown. Shout out Burn Ends, Cade Brewer. We need to give him yeah. his shout out. Good. Um, then West Virginia. Uh, I honestly don't even remember the game because I have decided to block it out of my memory. No need. That's, no uh, need. I that's, don't even know if it happened. That's how I feel about the West Virginia game. Uh, in, in case you live under a fucking rock. Also a loss. And and with that loss, uh, Texas uh, no longer bowl eligible. Is that good? Do we break it? Is that a high score? Is that, <laughs> is that... Not, not bowl eligible. Um, really kind of fucked things up. Uh, I, my, my two-year-old's birthday party was that day. Ruined. Uh, and uh, oh, everybody was like, are you okay? Uh, and I was like, well, um, this basically ruined all, all of the plans that I had for December. Uh, 
because we were planning the burn ends dinner and uh newsflash uh the burn ends dinner was actually planned uh in the period between the final game and the bowl game uh where Cade Brewer was supposed to maintain eligibility until midnight of said bowl game instead Cade Brewer only maintained eligibility until midnight uh the day after K-State so whoops, whoops. <laughs> uh fuck fuck that up um yeah. so it's a logistical nightmare we have we have since decided uh that we are going to delay the burnt ends dinner until uh the spring uh just because it logistically it it makes a lot more sense um and we're we're you know gonna figure out something for Cade to do for Surly Horns as a non-student athlete uh and and probably come to tailgate i'm gonna teach him how to work on servers and shit he may be a mod uh we may we may give him moderator privileges uh and he's gonna motherfuckers are gonna get banned he's gonna ban everybody everybody Uh, everybody that questions Cade's blocking ability or his receiving ability is getting fucking fucking ip banned every single one of you but he might make some tailgate appearances maybe we'll have to make him take shots of modello or or modello of modello (laughs) yeah though yeah power hour with Cade brewer no make him take shots of mess call with uh every single burn ends member we could do that because he's no longer a student athlete at the University of Texas. He's technically a Surly employee the second we start paying him. It just, as seasonal as that may be. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, we end on a high note. We end on a fucking high note. The Kansas State game. Roshan motherfucking Johnson. Are you kidding me? Right? This is what everybody was calling for from, I don't know, the fucking Baylor game. Where we stopped talking. Everybody was like, fuck it. Just put Roshan in. Fucking Hudson Card can't play. Fucking uh, Casey's hurt. His thumb's broken as fuck. Uh, put Roshan in. Quarterback. You know what we did against K-State? Uh, we thought Casey was not going to play. We we were very unsure. Uh, Hudson straight up didn't dress, right? He could not play. Uh, so it was Casey Thompson with bum thumb that really they didn't want to throw the ball that much and Roshan Johnson. And they practiced the entire week with Roshan in the Rocat, and it paid, it paid dividends. The guy had a career day, put the team on his back and the, the defense responded two fourth down stops. It was everything that we wanted from a hard fought victory for the rest of the season. Uh, and luckily, we got to see it at the end of the season uh, in front of a maybe 25,000 person attendance. Maybe. Hey, day after Thanksgiving, um, this city, shitty fucking season. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll be honest with you, folks. I took a nap. I was very hungover after Thanksgiving. Um, things didn't end very well. So um, I, you know, I maintained as much as I could. Um, and that's pretty much it. So, uh, after the, the K-State game, um, I guess RGB3 was passed the fuck out. And uh, I, I, I thought, you know, well, this is great. I was so stoked. I was super happy. Um, I was actually, uh, fun fact, on Wednesday morning at 5 in the morning, uh, me and my family that 
has a two-year-old, right? Said two-year-old's birthday party was West Virginia Day. So this is a like two-year-old, less than a week plus two-year-old, right? Uh, we get on a plane, we fly to Detroit, um, and we are hanging out in Detroit, having a great time. We go to the Thanksgiving America's Parade in Detroit. Uh, it's raining. It's cold. Uh, that's great. Um, and then we head into Ann Arbor, where my wife's family uh, lives, and we did Thanksgiving uh, that night. We wake up the next day, we go to a children's museum thing, come home, watch Texas win, super stoked about everything, feeling awesome, have dinner with the family again, and am waking up the next day in an awesome mood, just saying, fuck yeah, nothing nothing can go wrong this weekend. The Longhorns finally won. And then that morning, uh, at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, but we're, we're in Eastern, we are going to the Michigan game. And, and game day. What a game. And what game an day. And, and, yeah, and whatever, big noon kickoff or whatever, are in Ann Arbor. So uh, I, I finally convinced my wife to ditch our two-year-old with... Um, Strangers. <laughs> her uncle, her uncle, who... We, we, we found this out uh, soon before we left our child with said uncle. Um, he had not babysat a child in 37 years. Well, I mean, hopefully. And we, it's like, out, but, and we just like hightailed it out. We were like, we got a football game to go to. Uh, and, and, yeah, good sports about it. Whatever. Um, Hopefully super his funny. babysitting skills aged like wine because that's <laughs> great. They're great. He's great. Um, and so uh, we, we go early, uh, not like as quite as early as I would have liked to go, right? Where we get in the front row of game day and all that. But we, we go, we check out game day. We go into the stadium. It's cold, right? I mean, it's 24, 25 degrees. Um, it's cold. It's snowing from probably 10, 15 in the morning little flurries start and it just starts picking up and picking up. And, and then it, and like by kickoff, it was probably at a decent quarter, quarter to third of an inch an hour, which is, is that's like a really good snow, right? I mean, it's yeah. a, it's a decent snow that's happening at this game. And then right. Kickoff happens. And I'm just stoked. We have the best seats. Um, we're watching this game in the like literally perfect fucking football weather for just a ridiculous rivalry game. And the whole weekend I was like, Michigan's got a shot. They have a real shot at winning whatever. And, uh, you know, the Longhorns won. So I was like, fuck it. If they lose, I don't really give a shit. This is cool as fuck. Uh, I think everybody, unless you live under a fucking rock knows the outcome of that game, Michigan fucking Wow. And all through the game, it just snows harder and harder and hard and gets colder. And it's just fucking, it's crazy, right? It's nuts. Michigan wins. Everybody rushes the field. The big house had 112,000 in attendance. They had a, they had a live DJ that was like, had a, a, a like he, they gave him the whole like stadium sound system. 
And in, instead of playing like the whatever music in between plays and in between quarters and at halftime and pregame, they just let this DJ be basically a, a hype man for the entire stadium. And it was dope. His name is DJ Ski. He's like a he's like a really big name DJ. <laughs> and awesome. it did an awesome fucking job. Um, and the, the, the student section was insane. Uh can't say enough great things about that game, right? Results awesome. So then uh I'm I'm fucking riding high, right? I mean, it's like it's great. I, I can't believe what just happened. Um, and then we go and we pack up and we actually drive to the airport that night. Um, and so we're flying home with the two-year-old because we're like, yeah, fuck it. We'd rather him sleep on the plane, get back, get, you know, all adjusted and everything Sunday instead of having to come back Sunday and then fucking be exhausted on Monday. So we come back, we're sitting on the plane. We we're flying Delta. So they have live TV and that's where I was watching the LSU and AM and bouncing back and forth between that and Bedlam. And I was just like, this day can't possibly get any better. Michigan's won. Uh, Texas has won. And uh, sure enough, the day got better. LSU wins with like as, as like last second as you can really get with a win against AM. It was glorious. It was the way both of my most hated, easily most hated programs lost um, was perfect. It was painful. It took all of the five and seven that I experienced this season and just dissipated. I forgot about it. I forgot. I totally forgot that five and seven even happened. But I'm not dead, right? So so A&M loses, right? So A&M loses. I'm on the plane and I can't celebrate appropriately so i'm fucking freaking out in my chair but meanwhile right we still haven't taken off right i'm I'm glazing over like a horrible part of the journey because i have bad travel luck everybody should know this by now uh our our plane was scheduled to take off at 8 50 eastern time We, we didn't take off until well after midnight so we're just sitting on the tarmac and i'm just freaking out with my kid who's tired and can't go to sleep because the lights are on and i'm sitting here like shaking my fist in the air and like trying to celebrate without making too much noise on this plane because LSU just beat Texas A&M and it's like glorious. Tax Ags fucking, fucking crashes. <laughs> the 409, it was done. <laughs> Tax Ags fucking straight up. They just said, fuck it. We, we did they no, probably no more. pulled the servers. Billy Lucci's out there pulling fucking wires from his servers. They just fucking shut the servers down. They were like, we don't even want, like, this is, it's going to be impossible to moderate. We're just going to shut the site down. Um, and uh, then Bedlam is happening, right? So Bedlam's happening. And the crazy bedlam game, right? Insane, insane bedlam game. Really just just crazy. Um ends in crushing agony defeat for Oklahoma. Uh, Caleb William literally in tears on the sideline is how that game ends. Perfection. And then I I was like, there's no way, there's no way this weekend can get any better. There's no way that that any this is the best weekend in college football I've 
I've exp- I've had right. Ever. I, I I can't remember a, a better sequence of events happening where that that like I should have made that a parlay bet because wow, right, insane, and uh, then we get the news. The, the big okay. news. Before we get the news, we get the after game report where he's asked, are you going to be the LSU oh, yeah. coach? I, I am not going to be the LSU coach. I am not going to be the LSU coach. I don't know what you're let talking about. You right there. Let me, yeah, let oh. me stop you right there. I'm not going to be coaching at LSU. Yeah. Oh, oh my fucking God. What a beautiful way to it. it it's Loki troll. He knew. He knew. He's known. He's known. Yeah. And if you th- if you play it back, did we ever hear any serious rumors about somebody else at USC? That I'm not going to be a conspiracy theory guy. I'm just connecting the dots. His top three recruits were all from from LA um, for 2023. Um, Malachi Nelson, who's a huge quarterback commit. Uh, they had a running back. They had a wide receiver yeah, yeah, all yeah. from LA. So, we're going to fast Brown. forward here real quick. Right? Like, we're we're going to we'll break it down, but we're going to fast forward. Lincoln Riley fucking leaves and guts <laughs> this program. He fucking Burned completely it. takes all the coaching staff that's worth a shit. All of the coach, all of the football personnel that fucking matter at OU and, and literally Pieces the fuck out, goes in, cries puppy tears. DeMarco Murray tells him to fucking stop crying. He made a decision and to get the fuck out. Leaves, gets on a fucking plane and goes to Southern Carolina. And and everybody from the 22 class insta decommits. And the transfer portal is fucking lit. Everyone that matters is in the transfer portal, except for Caleb Williams right now. Yet for now, by the time you listen to this, Caleb Williams might be in the fucking portal. Literally burnt it down to the fucking studs. He he went nuclear. I don't even know how they're going to play a bowl game. So Bob Stoops is coaching this bowl game. They have no position coaches. And while we're while we're talking right now on this podcast, I'm a Mac. You might not know this, but there is even more drama going down with the Sooners. Their cornerbacks coach that they have not announced yet to USC just got busted recruiting for USC. So he's still on staff <laughs> you. And he just got busted recruiting for USC while at Oklahoma. OU's compliance is fucking sending eye emojis and shit like dude this is guys if you're listening to this no there have been minimal chances for OU to be made fun of by Texas this is one of those rare opportunities and you need to utilize this this is legitimately one of the best without a doubt one of the best weekends especially if the rumors are true and they're hiring Brent Venables, who has never been a head coach and Jeff Lebby, who has never made his own offense. If that's the duo guys, just, just 
pray and hope this is their Charlie Strong era. Just pray on everything that's fucking holy that this is it because they've earned it. They deserve this. They've earned this and we deserve to laugh. And now is your time to laugh because this shit is fucking hilarious. They have nobody, nobody burning it down to the fucking studs. I love it. It's beautiful. It's 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 beautiful. It's glorious. And then if that wasn't enough, if that was not enough for you to be like, this is the greatest fucking five days that's ever happened in college football in the modern era, right? This is the this is the craziest shit that's happened in the modern era, period. We've got more. There are over 150 players in the transfer portal. Of and those 150 fun. players, more than 50 of those players were starters. It's, it, it's, I'm telling you right now, it is free agency. This is the start. And this is only the start because this is the December window is what I'm going to start calling it. And I think everybody else is going to start calling it. It's going to be the December window. There's going to be another one in the spring when people realize they don't have a fucking job. This is going to be an absolute bloodbath. And it's going to be, and honestly, I'm a little sad for some of these kids that expect to find better opportunities and there aren't. So not only is the transfer portal just ultra lit and crazy, uh, like new free agency, college football is crazy. We think everything's done. Everything's not done. Brian Kelly gets big dick by LSU. And now he is the coach of LSU. They're sitting at number six in the college football playoff rankings. All that needs to happen is both Cincinnati and Oklahoma state lose. And Notre Dame is in the fucking college football playoff and they have no fucking head football coach. Yeah. I guess Marcus Freeman, their defensive coordinator is going to take over there. Um, at least in the short term, um, my guess is they're going to make a really fucking hard run at Luke fickle or Matt Campbell, um, because they're, they both kind of look, the same too if you think about it they're just just midwestern white dudes um but <laughs> they fit notre dame perfectly um and speaking of midwestern white dudes um brian kelly and lsu do not go together to me at all like he's a Dude, good the memes on coach. twitter have been gold they've been oh great. my god he th- he thinks sprite's spicy yeah <laughs> he does yeah. look like sprite spicy there's no fucking way he's gonna he's not, the first time he hears neck and somebody says, suck that tiger dick, bitch. Like, there's no fucking way he's going to be like, "What? where the hell am I? I I mean, if y'all don't know, Texas did make a pass at Brian Kelly last year because he wanted a shot at an actual national championship, and he knew he wasn't going to be able to recruit to the level at Notre Dame. Um, so it's not entirely shocking to me. Um, ultimately, Texas felt like he wasn't a culture fit. He also killed a guy. Um, he killed a kid. Um, the university was found liable for a cameraman that got fucking crumpled on a scissor lift in like breeze. But anyway, irregardless, I mean, hell, uh, fucking killing a kid. That's, that's a blip on LSU's radar. They don't give a shit. They had Marcel Brooks and Darius Geis, and you can just go down the fucking list of people of the shit that they've covered up. Um, 
Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> it, it's just been the most, it's been Texas winning set off a chain of events that changed college football forever. Uh, and the recruiting trail is looking pretty good right now with uh, Steve Sarkeesian and company. Jeff Choate just fucking hopped on a plane, went to Hawaii, and is going to get some guy from Hawaii that's a four-star linebacker to come to Texas. Uh, good hey, take. That's There's- a nice little December trip. Oh, what's that, Sark? You want me to go recruit Hawaii? Sure would be a shame if I stayed there an extra week. Oh, no, plane malfunction. Um, we did have bad news, though. Um, Evan Stewart got bought, I mean, committed to Aggie, um, which shouldn't be um, a shock if you know that people like um, money and you can bleep that, but that's what happened. So anyway, moving on, um, we have bigger NIL stuff that is eventually going to eliminate the needs for players to want money up front. Um, so stay tuned for that because big things are very much coming. National signing day is about two weeks away at this point. We expect two large NIL deals to go down. One of which we are actively working on. Um, another of which is another group that should coincide with ours, um, which we should be very excited about. Um, and you should be very excited about because outside of Oregon, the university of Texas, including these dumb motherfuckers that you're listening to right now are doing the most out of the NIL. Yeah, apparently, apparently, fuck Phil Knight, because you've got RGB3 and Imamac running point on NIL for fucking University of Texas. These uh, dumb bitches. It's us against Phil Knight, and fuck <laughs> Nike. And yeah, fuck you, Phil Knight, you hey, piece of if shit. We, if we had Phil Knight's resources, all I'm saying is we could do it better. But we don't. And actually, I will give him the Airbnb thing was a pretty fucking good idea. And we're totally. I mean, everything he's it, doing is a fucking great idea. It's like it's brilliant what they're 100K doing. 100K NFT, NFT, dude. I mean, you can't beat 100K NFT. You just can't. Uh, just everything, everything about what Oregon's doing is is the right thing to do. But, with NIL, but we're getting there. Might, and we and we have I'm a Mac and RGB three. Hey, but he hasn't come up with our idea yet. And our idea is better. Our idea, <laughs> our idea is better, and you will all see shortly. God willing, it will happen. I promise you, we are working on some very large things, and which is just a crazy statement because, like I'm Max said, it's it's just us dumb motherfuckers that are saying fuck on a podcast that are trying to figure out the nil to make make betterment for a glorious nation of Longhorn football. <laughs> yeah, uh, so that will do it for us today. But we have a special podcast lined up for you next week where we are going to go top to bottom on the transfer portal, who's available, who's a take, who's not a take, and possibly more importantly, who on our roster do we think survives the cuts? And or if they clean house before we talk to you next time, talk about who didn't survive the cuts. Excellent. Yep. And we will also be talking about um, some coaching staff changes, possibly Um, more NIL news as well as recruiting days coming up. So stay tuned. Um, I know we've been kind of AWOL the past three ish weeks, but we are back. We're ready to fucking rock. Let's end this shit right. Hook them. Hook them.